I'm Nate, host of the podcast, Conversations with Dad. Thanks so much for listening again. We truly are having fun seeing how many people enjoy this and let my dad know how much they love it. This episode is truly special because it pulls some memories out of me that I have of growing up with dad and things that I did when I was younger. Uh, we talk about our ideas of the future and what hope looks like. And we also end with a fun little reference or uh, nod to Gladys Knight. Once again, it's always fun listening to my dad talk. And I hope you enjoy this podcast as much as I enjoyed making it. <laughs> live from new york city <laughs> you, say, you say it every time we're not even live <laughs> i know <laughs> oh, i love it all right let me look up let me look up some questions what uh how, how i i don't think i've ever asked you what what were your friend groups like at like all your different stages of life i, I know you say you didn't really have many growing up zero ever like none <laughs> ever um didn't really have friends no we were in a church. We did. We couldn't have friends per se. You just um, had acquaintances, and most of the people that you knew were in the church. Okay. And if you weren't in the church, you didn't have them as friends. Oh. Because they were heathens, and so you don't mix with <laughs> heathens. <laughs> that's, that's sad. <laughs> oh, but really, um, no, I didn't have. I had a couple of friends, maybe um, high school, um, but. None that I can really pull off offhand. And then in college, you know, I had a buddy Harold, but um Yeah, I remember talking about Harold. Yeah, Harold was cool for a while. Then he, he disappeared. Then one one guy that I've known ever since school is Harold Burke. Harold's my buddy. Harold's retired police officer. Yeah, I, I know Harold Burke. Yeah, Harold's Harold's cool. What's his daughter's name? Because of the M, right? Marcelia? Some Mar yeah, Marcelia. That's right. Yeah, Marcelia. Marcelia. Yeah. Yeah. So I talked I to Harold her. all the time. He he lives uh he's got remarried and he lives in Williamsburg, Virginia now. Oh, so, nice part of town. Nice part yeah, of town. He drives a, a Harley or a Honda, one of them, but you never thought Harold would ride a I mean um Roger would ride a bike. <laughs> <laughs> Not that big. Yeah. Wait, Roger or Harold? Roger. Harold's dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Two two minutes. Two it's, minutes. Two minutes into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Harold's gone. Oh gosh! Yeah, you set me up. I didn't set you. I didn't <laughs> set you <laughs> up. You look, look. So I'm. I will say I was confused because I was like, I, I didn't think his name was Harold. I remember him. I thought his name was Roger. And then you said his name was Roger. You were talking about a different Harold. Yeah, Harold. No, Harold Kid was a good friend of mine in school. And okay. Then, um, like I say, we kind of split up after school, but Roger and I we've stayed in touch over the years. Yeah, I remember Roger. I've met Roger. But that's about it. And then, well, I got another friend, Marcia Meekins, uh, or her name now, her married name is Mans. We've stayed in touch over the years. She's been pretty cool. I know her family well. Cool. But other, other than that, no. It was mostly just family then growing up. Yeah, just family. Gotcha. gotcha. And then with family, we weren't really tight because if they weren't in the church, we didn't hang out because most of them were, um, you know, just chilling out outside the hood, in the hood, whatever. So um, I don't know. Okay. Just mainly just family, yeah. What were some of your favorite games to play growing up? Games, um, what oh, like hopscotch? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is one. Did you enjoy hopscotch? hopscotch? Yeah, we we played hopscotch early on. We played jacks. Um, 
and I didn't really have any games that I enjoyed. I just, um, as I got older, I mainly read a lot, and um, that was about it. Tra- Travels with Charlie. This is when you bring up Travels with Charlie. Oh yeah, Travels with Charlie. Yeah, that was that was cool when he went, and that's what made me really want to travel. Yeah, become a truck driver. Travels with Charlie. See, uh, well, I remember no. these things. Yes, you do. You have a brain. <laughs> Thank you so much. I do have a brain. Solid. <laughs> Great. What a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? Do you remember any toys that you had growing up that you really enjoyed? Um. Yeah, I had a little truck with um, my grandmother bought Reggie and myself uh, little road tractors. You know, we had fun with those. Uh, he had the uh, Johnny Express, and I had Tough Boy Six. Johnny Express, and they were little Tough Boy Six. Johnny Express and Tough Boy Six. They were little, you know, plastic trucks in the sixties, and um, that was probably the highlight that oh, we, we would always Tough get. Tough Boy Six. I don't know. What is a road tractor looking thing? This? No, the Tough Boy 6 was a little different. All right, let's see. Uh, maybe it was the yellow one. Well, the, let's see. What do we got? These are the Tough Boy 6 from the 60s. Okay, that might have been. The red one might have been, but mine was yellow. You're, well, this is the Tough Boy 6, and you you said... so. This is Reggie the had the Johnny Express. So that was mine. Okay, and then the Johnny Express... Yeah, Johnny Express. Oh, I can't even spell right. Johnny. Johnny Express truck. This one? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Probably more like the red one, yeah. Good old. Guy. They weren't that expensive then. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're expensive now. They're expensive. Yeah. Those vintage things. If you have- People love these vintage cool. things. That's funny. Johnny Express tractor trailer. It's like a remote control one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. And you can sit on it and it would ride you around. So that was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) And then then we had goldfish. My grandmother, every every time we went to the store, we'd buy goldfish if we needed some. Goldfish, you consider as toys? Um, Well, that's what we played with. <laughs> so that was a toy, you know, and the little turtles. But no, they were living toys. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and we had the little rake set, hole set. Um, we would go outside and make like he was doing gardens, just like our uncle Buck had. So we um, we could never bring them down here, but we we did that up up north. And when my dad was out uh, polishing boats, he would polish boats on weekends. And uh, when he'd go polish boats, it was always a sandy area. So I'd go out and play with my little trucks in the sand, you know, and get my little Tonka trucks. We had the Tonka dump trucks and the Tonka plows and everything. And uh, we'd we'd have a ball there. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. But uh, not a lot of, not a lot of toys. We we didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we made it what we did. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, I still got one one trailer still outside here that was at my grandmother's house, Gaggy's house, and I pulled that back. The other stuff, people just came by, and when they seen it outside, they would take it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and then made it into antiques and all. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Hmm. 
I'm going through the list of questions to like see something we haven't talked about. What do you What have you been thinking about lately? How about that? Um, probably uh, a lot's been going on in my mind. I mean, as far as people, uh, you're seeing more and more of these young kids overdosing. Mm -hmm. You're seeing more and more um, just doing crazy stuff. Uh, we have to uh, reach out and, and, and address the younger guys and let them know that they, you know, their life it means something, especially the black community. And I think uh, that's one of the things I've been thinking about um, more and more, just how do we reach them? Yeah. So how do we reach? That's something I've been thinking about too. It's like when I was younger, I felt hopeful for the future. Like people, yeah. I feel like everybody of my generation felt hopeful for the future and the things that were coming and like, what, what do you feel now? It's not as hopeful. Like there, there's just, and it's, and I think it's partially because we have access to so much more knowledge of what's happening in the world right now, but the future doesn't seem as bright as it was like growing up in the nineties and the early two thousands, everything felt like, Oh, there's, there's so much that could change about the future and, and what we can do and who we can become. And there's just not that much with people of my generation and younger of people who are like, Oh, the future's so bright and look at that. Like that's the decline in people having families, you know? And it's yeah. it's because yeah. it's too expensive to live. And it's great. I, I think the problem it could be fixed with better leaders. Better people focus on that, but everything is greed and capitalism. So Yeah. So where do we find better leaders? It's it's just tough. That's and that's the thing, is it's like we uh, our better leaders are trying to survive right now. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. just trying yeah. to make yeah. it through. They they can't they can't afford to live. Like it's it's hard, right? It's very it hard right tough. now. So I can understand you seeing a, a, a an increase in people, and it's like, what do you do? And the more you think about it, the more it's like, well, I don't know if just telling someone that their value does anything anymore as much as we thought it did. Yeah, you got a point. And then um, when you look at the average house payment down, it's three thousand dollars a month. Yeah, that's that's a big hit, and that's that's just a regular house. That's not a. There's a house two doors down from me that's for sale. Two or three doors down from me. Uh, yeah, in my mind, looking at it based off like the limited knowledge I have of houses, I'd be like, "Oh, easy, 145. Maybe it'll push like 195." Right. They're selling it for 370 thousand dollars. Yeah, 370 thousand. It's not worth that much. We we had one in our neighborhood went for a million dollars. A regular house, you know, just just. Uh, I think the people have sold it now. They everybody said, "Oh, they're not going to get it." They they got it. Yeah, you could. Well, they got nine hundred ninety nine thousand, so they missed a little. Oh, what a bummer! <laughs> yeah, what a bummer. deal. But um, no, there's so many changes now, and 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 political wars, and yep. what's going on down at the border. That's kind of crazy. If if it really is happening, or are we being lied to? You never know. There's a trucker convoy heading that way. They say to block the border. They pretty much uh, slowed the the big. Um, surge up to a trickle. If that's all true, then we may be sliding into a internal war in this country. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so, that, so then my my generation's like, well, we had 9/11. We had the 2008 housing crisis crash. We had like, we had. I mean, there's a long list of them. We had uh, presidential, like the the president, both of them, too old to do anything effective. We're thrust into the yeah. Ukrainian war. Backing them, we're thrust. We're watching a genocide happen in Congo and in Israel at the same time. And the Israeli genocide, actually, both of them, no one's saying anything about. You've got 
uh, corporate greed that's driving up inflation. It's not inflation because inflation's happening. It's because they just, they literally can raise prices. So they are like, yeah. you name it, we've been through it. So at this point, I, I know like a lot of people, my generation, myself included, it's like, well, why, why am I trying to do more when the more I do doesn't do anything? Well, we, we went through the same thing when you, when, when black folks came out of uh, segregation and more into integration, um, then we had the situation with um, uh, growing up with Kennedy and the Bay of Pigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we seen on TV that the Russians were moving the missiles and the nuclear warfare into Cuba. Um, we were wondering what was going to happen. Um, I've talked to I talked to one guy here in Richmond one day at the post office, and he, he had uh, the Bay of Pigs invasion. And I said, "Were you there?" He said, "Was I there?" He says, "I was in the submarine." I said, "Well, what what are you saying?" He says, son, he said, we, I was sitting in the submarine right behind the fellow that had his finger ready to hit the button. Mm. And we were looking at the Russian um, submarine. And at any given time, we could have touched. And he said they were nose to nose looking at each other in the water. Um, had they touched the button to send the missiles off, it would have blown from Miami to D.C. up. You think about that. Yep. And then we got out of that, that, that calmed down and then the cold war was over. And then, um, next thing we knew, uh, Kennedy got killed, assassinated. And then it was, um, uh, then we went through Malcolm X. He got assassinated. Then we went through Martin Luther King. And then right after King was, um, Robert Kennedy and that crushed our nation. And, and I think those things pivoted us towards, uh, what was happening today, even, because um, the influx of grief on this country was absorbed, and now we can deal with a whole lot of things that we never used to deal with before. Um, also, you had the uh, the end of the Korean conflict in the 50s, mm-hmm. and then right on into Vietnam, mm-hmm. and Vietnam just took forever. And then in the 70s, when it was over, then we kind of chilled out for a little bit with war. Then we went to Desert Storm. Yep, Gulf War. And um, yeah, yeah, the Gulf War. Which that you know everybody says oh this is in the world in the world but that that wasn't so now we're looking at uh, what what is going to happen um, even the way people act you know with uh, going x towards the Bible and then you look at the Bible and you see a lot of the prophecies are coming true and you say wow maybe we maybe our clock in the world is ticking closer and closer to the end of what we know as civilization I mean the, there's prophecies in the Bible that they have claimed have come true multiple times so. Yeah, much, over and over. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much about it. I, I don't put a lot of stock into that, per se. Um, right. The people who wrote it back then had no idea what any of this would be. So, yeah. uh, Even Nostradamus, he, um, yeah. <laughs> you listen to him. Yeah. And, Even that. Um, his stuff is true. Mm-hmm. But you could be 50% correct wherever you say. I mean, just looking, looking at the weather, you know, look like it might rain, look like it might not. Exactly. You're either right or you're wrong. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's just like that's – I think that's part of the reason why there's just not – it's it's becoming increasingly harder to see the positive in things, and then when people right. bring out the positive, it's like, yeah, cool, I guess. And then tube. Exactly. right back into where you were, right down the tube, yeah. So, but uh, it's it's an amazing time. I mean, we're still living, breathing, oh, yeah, so absolutely, we can we can always make a change. Yep, that's the beauty of it. We yeah. Do the best we can. Yeah, I'm going to start writing down some notes as I as I go along and think during a week. You know, different stuff that we can. Yeah, 
talk about. Um, do you have any more questions on your list? Yeah, I mean, I got tons of questions on the list. I just, yeah, I just have, I'm, I'm starting to remember a lot of things are kind of similar to what we've talked about. So not that we've gone yeah. through everything, because I think you still have so much more um, to talk about. I think I asked this. Where, yeah. How did what? How did you find out you were going to be a dad for the first time? Like, where where were you when that happened? That would be a unique question. Um, and it's okay if you want to gloss over that one. I, I understand that. Well, no, it, uh, it was it was mainly. Let's think now. It was in the spring of the year. Your mom and I we talked about it, and uh, she says, "I think I'm pregnant." Hmm, that's unique. <laughs> <laughs> And I says, okay. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Uh, it didn't really hit me. I mean, the the first time it was like, man, that's cool. And what are we going to have? And uh, yeah. we just rolled with it. Yeah. And then that's a, that's another good one. When 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 did it all become real to you? Like, was it when Orlando was born? Was it when he was X age? Like, when when did it really set in that like I'm a dad? Was it I think it sets in when you when you when the baby comes out, when when, when you know you look there and and I was there with all the kids, you know, with all you guys, I was there. I was able to cut the umbilical cord on each one of y'all. Yeah. It's like cutting a bungee cord. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, when when you start seeing the little head come out and you look and you say, "Hmm, he's gonna be a little bitty thing," <laughs> and then you say, "Hmm, he's more than a little bitty thing." <laughs> then you say, "Hmm, this is a monster," <laughs> you know. <laughs> Because Orlando, uh, he was what uh, nine pounds, six ounces, Jeez. or something like that. He was a whopper, and boop, he comes out, and you say, "My gosh, yeah, life has changed." Yeah, and it's it's cool because you um, you know, you got to get out there and earn. You got to um, you've got a whole new person in the house with you. Yeah, and um, that just changes. It, it's it's crazy. You can't really explain the feeling. Um, and I think when um. Your mom really, really said, well, you know, we'll have one. And, and, you know, she was more into the career kind of thing. Yeah. And I said, cool. And then um, she said, well, you know, if we do have just one only, he'll be more of a, a spoiled little thing. And I said, okay, so let's have another boy. And then along came a little fuzzy-headed one. So wait, where, 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 where were you when you found out that mom was pregnant with me? Um. Probably had just, uh, I think I was hauling cars and, and just come off the road. And she says, I think I'm pregnant again. I said, oh, you really can't be. <laughs> and she said, yes, I am. And I said, okay, cool. What's, what's it, what's it going to be? We, we don't know. We, we'll, we'll find out later. We never really worried about, you know, checking and seeing yeah. until like at the last minute. And you guys also, and then it, it you, guys came. you guys didn't worry about pregnancy tests either. You just assumed. Uh, yeah, your mom, your mom would take the test. Oh, okay, okay. Because the way you're explaining it, was, the way you're explaining it was like she was just like, nah, I think I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah, every, every time we went, it was like almost every time we went to a Mexican restaurant, <laughs> she would get pregnant. <laughs> like, okay, I got to keep her away from these Mexican restaurants. There's <laughs> something in the tequila. So then we had you, we had Olander. Uh, it was like what um, four years apart. There, everything was cool, and. Um, she said, man, and I think we both agreed that we would like to have a little girl. And um, she got pregnant with another child. And it was a little girl. And here comes Courtney. So we're cool. We're happy with uh, the three of you guys. And we said, okay, this is cool. And then your mom um, came along one day and says, you know, I think I'm pregnant again. 
and it was another Mexican restaurant. I said, okay, we got We have to eliminate that. And uh, she she might dispute that, but <laughs> <laughs> so so then along came Cecilia. Mm-hmm. Now Celia was was our miracle baby because uh, I had I, I was on the road then and had just bought my new truck, and um, I was up in Grayson, Kentucky, and when I called home, your mom well, she was ready to have Celia. And she says, this one is going to be born without you being here. And I says, no, it, it can't be. And I says, you know, um, you have to put put the phone to your belly. And I said, look, Celie, daddy's coming home. Don't don't come out until I get home. <laughs> and uh, That's when I was calling around frantic because I couldn't get nobody to, to, to take my load. I had a just-in-time shipment going up to Minnesota. And so then my friend, uh, Mr. Ed and his brother, Rapid Roy, they uh, live in uh, – Chilhowie, Virginia, uh, Marion, Virginia, one, one or the other there. And I talked to them and they said, Atlanta, put that load on the ground, go have your baby. Awesome. And I dropped, I dropped the trailer there. And, uh, the amazing thing was, uh, rapid Roy, Ed's brother hated, or he had an issue with, with colored people. And Ed came over. He said, you know, Atlanta, my, my brother don't get along with colored people too well. I said, well, that's cool. He said, but he doesn't talk a lot into you. I don't understand. <laughs> and we were good friends. And I'd, lo- I'd love to see them guys again. But um, I shot home, got to the hospital. The nurse says, oh, don't worry. You know, your wife's not going to have the baby till in the morning. I said, no, that baby's coming tonight. I'm here. So as I walked in the room, your mom started pushing. And they had nothing set up for her. Yeah. Nothing. And so then uh, I, I run over there real quick uh, and caught Celia as she came out. Boop. Man. And caught her there and grabbed the um, grabbed the uh, blanket and um, put the clamps on the umbilical cord, getting ready to cut the cord when the people, the nurse and the doctor come running in. Oh, my gosh, you know, the baby's here. The baby's here. I said, yeah, the baby's here. Where are, you, where are y'all? You know, we're paying you to take care of this. And um, so Celia was born. We cut the cord. Everything was cool. Later, I talked to the nurse and the doctor, and I says, you know, um, how uh, – how do you guys learn how to perform, you know, birth? And they said, well, the, the, the doctor, she said she went to the University of Texas and uh, they would go down to the hog farms and watch the hogs have babies yeah. and they would see that. And I said, the difference is most hogs, when, when they have the, uh, the piglets, then the hog will turn around and eat the afterbirth. And I said, no, I said, uh, people don't do that. You know, <laughs> nowadays they might cause a little nutty. They do now. But, they do now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, so I said, so you actually didn't perform the birth. And I said, we're paying you like, what, it was $3,975. And the doctor gave me $975 back. She says, uh, everything, you know, after Olander, with Olander, I, I was working a union job. So I paid a dollar to have him. Yeah. And then uh, the rest of y'all, we had to pay out of pocket. Yeah, I remember he's the cheapest baby. Charged. Yeah, yeah, he was a dollar baby. Yeah. That's why we called him Booter. <laughs> <laughs> nickname nickname <laughs> and um and then uh everything was cool we we had the minivan we we're pretty full with the van and one day uh your mom said i think i'm pregnant again i said doggone it. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> we gotta stop going there i don't it might have been a different outcome if we went to chinese restaurants i don't know <laughs> or italian restaurants or a greek restaurant but it was always a mexican restaurant well that was the closest restaurant to us and we'd go out there she loved her chips and tortillas um, and, uh, so yeah, along came Sam and then, and when, when the unique thing about Sam, when he was born, um, I went in the hospital, it was pretty clear and he was ready to come home. So we were wheeling out to the door 
And just as we got ready to get in the car, the cloud burst and it started raining so hard. And I said, that's why he has a name, Noah, mm. Samuel Joseph Noah. And Noah came, boom, with the water, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so that was cool. I got some neat stories with all you guys. And you and you and um you and Orlando mainly y'all y'all grew up in the truck in the summer. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> y'all are rolling, baby. So it's amazing that you know how to stand still long. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I've moved <laughs> everywhere I have? <laughs> I tell you, you know, you gotta go. You, you gotta put go. it in me. And then and then I look at Celia where she's in South Dakota now, and I'm like, man, you know, all the times I took on the backside of uh uh, Rapid City going up through Balfour and running up Highway 212. Never once did I think that I'd have a daughter that lived there in that town. Yeah, and that, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Even going to Florida, you know, we'd go to Florida, we'd we'd load produce in different spots, Lakeland, yep. Haines City, um, all those spots. And you guys are there. Yep. Yeah, Fort Pierce, picking up watermelons in Mayaka City, yep. and all those places. Yeah. I remember some of those trips. Yeah, yeah. I think you might. Have. Did you go with us when we went to Mayaka City with, where the alligators were coming up out of the water, just looking at us? <laughs> uh, maybe. I, I, the big ones I remember are uh, the shopping cart run, the massive shopping cart run, where I still to this day can't comprehend how, without a ramp, you would put shopping carts, two decks, like two levers, yeah, two levels, yeah. One on top of the other in the trailer, and you you had a method of taking off certain ones to drop and putting on old ones, and like. Now that was the uh, that was the uh, Walmart uh, warranty run, huge Walmart yeah. run to like, but like I still I I helped you do it. I was there for some of it, other than yeah, <laughs> Let me finish. You know, let me finish. <laughs> I, yeah. I still am like, how how did you alone do all of that? It's crazy. Oh, you, you, it's pretty easy because you got 410 shopping carts per trailer. Uh-huh. And I had 17 stops um, and 17 pickups. We had to deliver the good ones to the store, pick up bad ones. And remember, our first stop was Benson, North Carolina. And you slept very well through that stop. Yeah, yeah. That was only 15 carts. So I dropped 15 off and I swung 15 up. But I was at their dock. I was at okay. the dock inside the store. So that was cool. So then uh ran down to Fayetteville. <coughs> Excuse me. And had to scoot over because what it, the run technically was supposed to uh, originally the, the the way it was laid out was you go to Benson first, and then you go to Mount Airy, and then you go to uh, McGaysville, uh, North Carolina, and then you run back across through. Um, let me see, you run back across out of out of Carolina over to Fayetteville, and then from Fayetteville you go to Catawba. Now Catawba that was because we left on Sunday. And when we got down there, I mean, Saturday, Saturday night, mm-hmm. Saturday afternoon, when we got to Catawba, they had the blue law in effect, which meant their stores closed on Sundays. So at midnight, Saturday night, the store was closing. I got to the store at 22 midnight and the guy says, well, you'll have to sit here until Monday. And I said, I only have, what, 15 shopping carts for you. So um, I'll push 15 out right now. I'll push 15 in. So what I did, I unloaded 15 real quick, shoved them in the store pushed the 15 out and they pretty much closed the store and went, went home. And I hiked those things back up into the trailer. Yeah. And then we had Covington, Georgia, we had uh, Rockland, Georgia, and then back across to Brunswick, Georgia. Well, I didn't go to Covington and Rockland right then. We went down to Brunswick mm-hmm. and we were there the next day. We kicked 35 cars off at Brunswick. And then we, we positioned the 35 old ones outside, but I couldn't put them back on cause I needed room in the trailer. So then 
we scooted down to Jacksonville. We did three stores in Jacksonville, four stores in Orlando, um, then across to Pinellas Pines, and then down to Tampa. I dropped the one cutoff in in Tampa. I remember Tampa. And um, the guy stole it as we as we took it off. You know, we we took it off and he grabbed it and he went on down the street. <laughs> and the guy came out. He says, "Where's the shopping cart?" I said, "They they just stole it." I said, "I." You know, he says, don't worry. I, he, saw, he signed the papers. And I said, well, where's your where's your bad one? He said, that's stolen, too. So, <laughs> said, okay, have a good day. And we left there, and then we went down to, um, oh, geez, right on down, almost not not too far to uh, Miami mm-hmm. on the west side. And uh, right out in Naples, right in the Naples area, Fort Myers and all that. Kicked him off. That's when we unloaded all the cars. We took all the used ones and put them back into the bottom. Remember, it took us all day. Yeah, I remember that. And then we went out back. We went out back and ate. Yeah, remember? I remember we ate that. Yeah, that was a good dinner. Yeah. And then we started back up the road. Yeah. And coming coming back up, I stopped over to uh, Bruns, uh, New, uh, Brunswick, Georgia, picked those thirty five up, and ran over to Rockland, Covington, and then up through um, Cleveland, Tennessee, and um, back across to four twenty one, and then down to McGaysville. And then over ending up in Mount Airy. Man. That that was a you know, that that, that was a pretty good run though. Paid paid real. Two work. weeks, I think, right? No, we took right at a week. We took right at eight days. Okay. I'll remember a little over a week. Is that trip is the trip that I was able to buy my first laptop with, and that's what leveled up my editing. So I bought a laptop at Adobe Premiere. So yeah, yeah I paid you a hundred dollars a day to ride with me. Yeah. Yeah. We had a while. It was great. It was great. And I actually, honestly, I think you paid me more than a hundred dollars a day. Okay. Cause I think, I think well, the load yeah, uh, I, paid real well. See, yeah, you, you ended up, I think paying me 1200 because I was expecting 800 and I could only get the laptop. But you paid me 1200. That got me the laptop, the editing software and a camera. Cool. So that's like, cool. That was a good paying load. That, that was a um, $12,000 paying load into Florida and back yeah, up. It was great for me. That, that was one of the better loads. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's, that's why I'm doing this now. Like I, you, that's, yeah. that's what it is. Um, well, that's cool. I remember that trip. And then I also remember the other Florida trip where I think Jacob and Josh came to and we went to the beach. Yeah. Cause I called the company and tell them I couldn't start my truck. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, so they said, what's wrong? What's wrong? I said, I don't know. It's, I just can't start it. Uh, give me till tomorrow and I'll see what's happening. <laughs> and then um, we cranked up, went to the home Depot, delivered the guy didn't care. They, the shopping cars, they're not going to go bad. And, um, <laughs> I got back to the yard and John's like, well, what, what exactly happened? I said, John, it's, it's amazing. I took this little thing here and stuck it in the ignition and it started it. He said, Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to do that. I used to do that quite a bit. If I, if I felt lazy, even when we was running California, you know, I would load the load on Tuesday, bring it to the house Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. And then every morning I'd call in like, okay, Hey, I'm in uh, West Memphis and, Hey, I'm in Arkansas, you know, got a little bad weather out here. So I had to slow down, you know, okay, I'm in uh, New Mexico and I'm, I'm just leaving home on Monday morning. <laughs> so the, most of the time I would leave home like Sunday. If I, if I picked the load up on Tuesday, I'd wait and leave the house on Sunday and then I'd run straight to LA and uh, I would leave home Sunday morning. You guys was ready for church. Mom was loading you up in the van. I'd take off with the truck mm-hmm. and my first stop, I'd run 810 mile to West Memphis. And when I got to West Memphis that night, I always went straight to the um, Kentucky Fried Chicken. I get my three-piece with um, with the potatoes and gravy and that good old cornbread that they used to have <laughs> and a nice sweet tea. Go back to the truck, eat that, 
the next morning, uh, I'd wake up about six in the morning, get my shower, get my breakfast, fuel the truck and take off. When I went across the scale in, in uh, West Memphis, I was legal. You know, I'd, I'd made it look like I'd, it took me a few days to get there and the logbook looked good. Them guys didn't know a difference. <laughs> then, I, <laughs> then I'd take off to Oklahoma City. When I got to Oklahoma City, I'd fuel again, cap the tanks off, leave there, listen out for the DOT, and then I would get all the way to Amarillo, Texas, and cap my tanks off again, and then I had five hours to go to Albuquerque, and I could get to Albuquerque um, late, about midnight, get up on the hill at Bob's place, Billy Bob's. It's a love truck stop there now. I think it's the one, I forget, uh, uh, 160-mile marker. I forget the mile marker, but it's just west of Albuquerque by a few minutes and then go up there, fuel up and then you head out and then I'd get to Flagstaff, Arizona. And that was on Tuesday. Uh, take on the fuel of Flagstaff and then you drop off the big hill there. Hopefully it wasn't snowing and uh, you get down to Barstow, California and you'd fuel up there in Barstow and get your shower. And then you'd make a hard left from 40. That's Barstow's end of 40. 40 starts in Wilmington, North Carolina. It ends in Barstow, California, and then you make the left on 15, and you go down the 15 to the 10, and at the bottom of the hill, you're on the 10, you're right at Ontario, California, you go into the truck stop, and then you take on fuel, because the next day you got to run your deliveries around LA, yeah. and most of them I didn't have it, two or three deliveries, and then around noon, Wednesday, um, I'm over in Rancho Cucamonga loading back to Richmond, Jeez. and I'd be, back in, I'd be back in Roanoke late um, what late Friday night, <laughs> I'd step right along. I, I kept what they call the bucket and rock approach where I would keep a rock in my hand. When I laid down and didn't want to get too much sleep, you lay down with the rock in your hand with the bucket underneath your ha hand. As you fall asleep, your hand relaxes. Yeah. The rock falls out, hits the bottom of the bucket. You wake up. You can go another two or three hours. In. <laughs> Does not sound yeah. crazy. <clears throat> it's crazy. <laughs> You know, the juice, you run with the juice. <clears throat> and um, we turned, I turned California for six months every week, 18,200 miles Jeez. a month for, for six months. That does not sound and it was fun. safe or healthy. It was, it was, it was what, you know, trucking is what you do. It, yeah. It's it's changed now, but it was, cause I, you did that. I remember riding with you looking over and you're sleeping through a curve. That was going to Canada, remember? <laughs> <laughs> but see, you went to sleep first because you kept saying you wanted to see a moose. Yeah. And I said, okay, Nate, stay woke, stay woke. And then I hollered, there's a moose. There's a moose in the median. There's, I'm looking back. I'm like, Nate, wake up. And you didn't Gone. wake up. Gone. And I waved at the moose. He waved back. Yep. And I, you know, Everybody else so, saw But yeah, once we, that's the one when we cross the border, we pull up and I didn't have papers on you guys. I didn't have any customs papers. I didn't have birth certificates or nothing. So the guy, and I had taken my wedding ring off because hauling them carts, sometimes you'd rip your, if, yeah. if you if you caught your finger, Love. it would mess it up. So that's when the customs guy told me, you look at me and I'm going to talk to your kids. Okay, guys, does your mother know your dad is taking you out of the country? And y'all said, yes, yes. I said, okay, that's a good answer. Good answer. So then he said, okay, I'm, I'm going to let you go. He says, the, the kids look like you, so... Boom, just keep on rolling. As we pull away, you said, Dad, I started to tell him, help me, help me. That would have been the beating of your life. Yes. Yes. Because if you had done that, 
he would have locked me up. Well, see, at the Canadian border. It wouldn't have been the beating of my life. You'd have been locked up. You couldn't get me. No, after I got out. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, after I got out, that uh, would have been the way. I'd, I'd already been moved to Canada, started a whole new family <laughs> yeah. for safety. Well, that's the one where where it took us what three days to cross um, at the Port of Basque when we got down there to the. Um, it was right before Christmas with that load. Yeah, uh, I was going to uh, Conabrook, New Brunswick. Yep, uh, Conabrook, Newfoundland. Yeah. Uh, well, we were in New Brunswick, and we sat there for three days waiting for the ship to dock. Remember, yep. it was too windy and it wouldn't connect. And then we could take showers at the at the place there, mm-hmm. and then we um, we was able to get to one little berth. And as we went across, because it was what a seven hour crossing. Yeah, pitch black too. I remember us going out yeah. on the on the bow of the boat. Yeah, that was freaky. Yeah. And then when I read where they had uh, Hitler had sunk one of those boats back in yep. World War II, I said, "Man, this is yeah, this is crazy." Yeah, and it's not too far from Red Bank where the where the Titanic exactly. sunk. Not far from the Titanic, yeah. and also not far from the submarine. Yeah, and then we hit that massive snowstorm when we got off the ship. Yep. Because that's I think that what's that that ferry boat carries three hundred and ninety seven trucks yeah. and three ninety five cars. Yeah. Like massive, boat. huge, massive boat. Yeah, and we we, would, uh, we, were, we had gravel because we all got uh, motion sick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Everybody is sick. And then we got <laughs> to go to Labrador, right? Um, Labrador. No, we went. Uh, Newfoundland. Yeah, it was Labrador, Newfoundland. Right. right. But then we, we crossed through there and then we were at, um, no, we went to Connerbrook. Is that that town where, the guy? where like everybody would stop when you started to cross the street? Uh, that was Portobosk. Okay. Yeah, that, that was where when we walked up the hill from the where we were sitting with the truck yeah. waiting for the ferry, we went up to the store and the guy says, oh, you know, you guys, you got kids with you, huh? <laughs> And I said, yeah. He said, oh, I, I see you walking around that big purple truck out there. I said, yeah. So we go there and we get at the end of the street to see the cars. They were very courteous up in Canada. That's great. Yeah, you come down here to go to New York, you step in the street and you're looking up at the muffler. Yeah. <laughs> hey, get out the way. I'm driving in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was me, you, Celia, yeah. and Sam. And Celia had like a, she let her hair get too tangled because she didn't comb it at all the whole trip. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I just remember. Yeah, she was crying a lot. But it was, it was and then the guy that we met um, up there, remember, he lived in Caroline County. He was, what was his name? Horsehead or something? But um, he found that he met a young lady when he worked security in D.C., and he moved up to Canada with her. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, honestly, I don't remember too many details about that other than, like, I remember the snow. I remember sleeping. I remember there was a point where it was like, ah, it's taking forever. I remember the boat. I remember being like on yeah. the boat, being outside, like in the pitch black where if you fall off, that's it because the water's too cold. And it's also like it's so that dark and it. expansive. They're not going to find you. But yeah. Yeah. And then you watch the movies. Remember, we went in and watched a movie for a little while. Then we went into the into the little cabin yeah. and went to sleep. Little bunk area. Mm-hmm. So that, that toll cost $1,175 across. Ooh. Company paid for it, but that, that was an expensive toll. Yeah, that is expensive. On the ferry. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, you got to pay for that weight, though. If they have 395 cars, you got to pay for all that weight. Yeah, yeah. And they carry it, and they, and they do it well. Yeah. Those uh, really, really cool experiences with the truck. Super memorable yeah. experiences. A lot of a lot of stuff that I would not have normally been able to do that I was able to do because you drove a truck, and we would just hop in and ride with you all the time. Yeah. Yeah, Mom had your little uh, Dalmatian suitcase ready. Yeah. And- oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then, and then the one with the um, when we went to Rose Roseville, uh, California, and we went to feed the uh, ducks, and uh, that's when you decided was it Auburn? It was Auburn, California. I think we were there where the ducks were, and they had a little park out there with water. So we hung out there, and, and you fed the ducks, and the duck chased you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget that. Yeah. Swan Lake. Maybe that's why you live in Lakeland now because <laughs> you like the swans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a romantic. Oh yeah. my goodness! Wow! Oh my goodness! Do you see it? Oh my gosh! This is nuts. Yeah. This is yeah. Crazy. That's your bag. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> and the handle. You should get one of those now and and get on the plane. What you know, people are looking. Okay, what's up? I remember. How much is that? We use now? that thing. It's going to seventy bucks right now online. We use that thing till huh. till it it fell apart. Yeah, oh my goodness! Yeah. All right, hang on. Let me let me send this in the family group chat real quick. That is crazy. Yeah, that was cool. Because I remember yeah, that was really cool. you brought up that, and I also remember the little remember the little plastic tents we had, like the Lion King with little yeah. PVC pipes. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's a yeah. that is that is deep in my memory there. Yeah, we'd pack that little thing up and we'd ride. Well, how about that one time we were in Arizona? We was in Phoenix. Uh, we went to fuel, well, courtside Arizona actually, and um, it was hot. I mean, it was like 101 degrees out there, and there was a guy in front of us, but he hadn't had a shower in a while. So you said, "Dad, that guy right there really stinks." <laughs> oh shoot! And he turned around, and looked at me, and I was going to apologize. Another driver, he says, "Don't apologize." He said, "Don't, <laughs> don't send the wrong signal." He said, "That guy really does stink. <laughs> he needs to take a bath," <laughs> and that was it. Because I had taught you guys, if you're in a truck stop in Arizona or Texas or whatever, and you see water, you know it's not radiator fluid. <laughs> Some, somebody took a leak. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's so good. I would step over that. Hey, Dad, this is not radiator water. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. Maybe. We'd have to because if we didn't time. warn you, you wouldn't know. Well, how about this time we were up in um, – we went to uh, – uh, effort of Pennsylvania. I went up there to the cookie place and then I forgot to take extra diapers and you, um, you used up everything. So I had to take you in the grocery store and you didn't have any, uh, diapers. So I just put your clothes on you and we're in line. And you said, you're telling the people, guess what guys, I'm naked underneath these clothes. <laughs> like, okay, now you're going to get me as a pedophile here. <laughs> yeah. You're still in line. I'm looking at the the one lady's looking at me like, "Oh, do we need to talk to you?" I'm like, "No, that my my son just uh, he doesn't have any diapers. Just shut up, Nathan. Let me get some diapers and get out of here." <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Orlando would be very quiet. He would stand there and just look at you like, you know, I ain't believing this. But he was, you know, he was older. He was eight years old and you were four, so that made a difference. Yeah, yeah, it made a huge difference. He, yeah, he's old, big time. He's old. Yeah, that's it's like Lucas now. See, Lucas, um, your your uh, your buddy. He's Lucas tells everything. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh no. Okay, Lucas. Oh lord. <laughs> Let's calm down. Now. But uh, it's really neat to remember those memories. Yeah, there's there's a lot deep in there. That was fun. That that yeah. case got me. <laughs> that case you. got me. Let me see. Yeah. Let's see if I can find that tent real quick. 
Google now knows. Yeah. Wow. My goodness. I'm telling you, man, the, 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 the crazy stuff when you, when these things pop up in your head. Oh yeah. 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 That's what I'm talking about. We had, we had like two of these, I think, or something like that, but yeah, we had didn't we, did we put them out back one night? I think, I think, and we camped out in them or something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. It got a little chilly, but we used yeah. them. We used them inside mainly, but yeah, like right. that, that little Lion King pop-up plastic tent, the yeah. PVC pipes inside to hold it up, man. Uh, we had that. We had we got we had we had so many toys growing up though. Like we had that. We had the the sit and spin. We had Olander had a Bart Simpson toy, and I don't know. There, there's a, like a lot of stuff that I just don't let's see. When we when we were growing up, we had um, the younger ones like uh, Sheila and um, Monica. They had the uh, big wheel. Yeah, uh, had that wheel. <laughs> yeah. That Mattel, the brand new big wheel. Yep. And you can have fun and you can just slide up and turn that thing sideways. We just wore the rubber right out of those things. Well, the hard plastic wasn't no yeah, rubber. Yeah, no, no rubber on those hard plastic because they still yeah. make them. They still yeah. make big wheels. <clears throat> it was just like you you with the uh, the Harley Davidson motorcycle bike. Oh, love that bike. You know, I hunted everywhere for that bike. Yeah. And then I finally found one. And the lady says, oh, we have one in the back. And we'll hold it for you. And she held it at the Walmart. And I think I bought it in Manassas. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I remember yeah. opening up the door and there it was out front because I want I wanted that bike so bad. Oh, I know. I know. You were you you were cool pedaling down the street with it, you know. Because all the other kids in the neighborhood had just gotten one. Like Dylan Johnson and Dylan, yeah. and uh, <laughs> the other guy, I can't remember his name, Hazelwood. What was his first name? I don't remember. He was a Hazel his last name was Hazelwood. Um Oh really? Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like they had them. I wanted one, and then I got the, we got the biker helmet and the biker gloves, and yeah, it was fun. It was good. Life. You're cool. You're cool. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of good memories there. Yeah, a lot of good memories. Fun stuff looking back. But I think yeah. I mean, for, but we're about forty five minutes ish, so I think we. we yeah, I know that it doesn't take long. Yeah, no, it doesn't yeah. take long at all. So I think I, hey, look, this is another great episode, season two. Yeah, got to get it up. Memories just like. Just like Gladys Knight said, memories like the corner of your eyes. Well, let's see. Yes. Let's see. Let's see if we can play that one. Let's see if we can we can end this podcast with a little bit of Gladys Knight. Gladys Knight. Here we go. Gladys Knight and yep. the Pips. What is it? We the way we were. The way we were. Yeah. Hey, you know everybody's talking about the good old days, right? Everybody, the good old days, the good old days. You hear it? Well, let's talk about the good old days. Good old Gladys. Come to think of it as as bad as we think they are, these will become the good old days for our children. Hmm. But why don't we uh, try to remember that kind of September when, when life was slow and so slow mm-hmm. and oh so mellow yeah hmm. try to remember and if you Georgia remember girl. then yeah I feel like we, we also don't really get performances like this this much anymore oh why does it seem that the past no. is always better we look back and we think the winters were warmer the grass was greener the skies were bluer and Smiles were bright. Can it be that it was all so simple then? 
Something to think about. It's good. Could be. Pause it halfway. I don't even know if we're able to play it on the podcast, but I did anyway. Whatever. Yeah. 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 You think about that. You think about, I think about like Big Mama, Goggy, Dee Dee, uh, Grandpa Billy. Grandpa Billy was cool. He, he'd let us eat ice cream <laughs> you know, on a Sunday, you know, but you would not read. Let me think now the funnies. You could read the paper, but the funnies had to be held until Monday. You did not um, tarnish the Lord's house on a Sunday with reading the funnies, which was foolish gesturing, and you didn't do that. Yeah, comedy is so sinful. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So that's what we grew up with, the memories of that. Yeah. And it was all good. Yeah. Kept us together, yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds like a good um, a good day. It sounds like Great we had day. a good evening. Another good day. Great end cap, wonderful part. Always fun talking with you, Dad. Yeah, yeah. We have more memories. We just stay tuned for the more memories to come. More memories to come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me... And a lot of it wraps around the truck. You know, I'll probably dream about the truck tonight. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. The good old purple truck.